Good morning. It's just coming up to 9.30. It's Wednesday the 25th of March 2020, and this is day three of radio blogging. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Woo! Keep this frequency clear. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Oh, my goodness, or OMG, as we say when we're down with the young people. We have had an incredible three days or two days so far. This is our third day. We had to press the turbo button on our servers yesterday. My goodness, I can't tell you the unprecedented response. Over 2,800 listeners to our show. Hello. Thank you so much for coming back for another fabulous helping of pie there's nothing like a bit of pie every day and we're bringing you that pie we have an amazing show for you today all you need to do is make sure you're on radioblogging.net everything is there we'll be working our way through those pages we'd love to hear from you if you've got email and you'd rather send us an email we are radioblogging at gmail if you'd rather text us you can text us on 07624 802 text free from most most mobile phones and your data is safe with us absolutely guaranteed well what an amazing two days we've had and pi is with me now pi how much have you enjoyed this experience it's been fantastic um russell i've loved looking at the posts that the children have put up uh, and reading their writing i sort of miss that because i'm no longer in the classroom so for me this show has become rather like finding my classroom all over again. But of course, it's a classroom of children and adults all around the world. And that is fantastically exciting. Russell, I have had my porridge. I have made my bed. I've actually managed to get both socks on that match onto the right foot. I've spoken to the aged aunt. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, she has two dogs, Russell, crispy and crunchy, and they ate the contents of the bin. Um, But apart from that, I'm ready to rock and roll with literacy this morning. Excellent. You say you've got the socks on the right foot. What have you got yes. on the left foot, Pi? That's what not, we're worrying about. Yes. Not, <laughs> not a lot at the moment. <laughs> I just love but it. I'll, I'll sort that out. <laughs> no worries. Also, good morning to Deputy Mitchell, who is joining us from his studio. Deputy Mitchell, how's it going with you? Uh, good morning, everybody. It's going really well, thank you. Lovely day. Uh, thoroughly enjoying this experience. Um, I kind of, I'm kind of thinking this is possibly the biggest classroom in the world right now. Um, again, you know how, uh, what a fan I am of the globe. Uh, just looking there now, and it is absolutely rammed, packed with people uh, from all over, which is fantastic. And seeing the blog posts appearing throughout the day yesterday, it wasn't just in the show. People were blogging and submitting their blog posts. It was throughout the day and even right the way into the evening from people around the other side of the world who are joining in. Uh, It's been phenomenal. It's been a great success. Brilliant. And to keep discipline and us in order, we have our head teacher, Mr. Ian Rocky. Ian, how are you this morning? 
Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. Yes, I am very well indeed. Thank you. And I'm loving this because I, I like Pi, I'm missing being in school. Obviously, I'm in school five days a week. I teach two afternoons a week. I very often teach blogging. You know that we produce education radio throughout the course of the week. So this for me is lovely because it means I can interact look at the uh, the learning that's taking place on the blog and enjoy the quality uh, that, that children are producing so this is great and and it i am missing it but um, i'm really enjoying what we're doing oh that's just brilliant we are completely live this is not a podcast this is live it's 9 34 gmt in the uk we'll be moving to british summertime very shortly on a sunday uh the time the clocks go forward and um i'm so excited we've just got a huge audience uh, here here as well we can do shout outs as well so uh, tweet us if you can uh, so good morning to gareth ritter who is listening down uh, in uh, in wales fabulous that william and i are listening to show hello gareth and a big hello to st joseph's school there to Stuart mclean and loads and loads to simon finch who's listening there with uh, spike his dog who maybe doesn't have his nose in a bin that's always a joe pierce hello good morning to you john sutton thank you so much uh, kerry yule hello hello and loads more shout outs during the day it's so easy to get in contact drop us an email right on our contact page on the blog and uh, deputy mitchell will talk you through that in just a little while let's get on with our first task and to take us through that it's the fabulous pie corbett ladies and gentlemen okay um let's crack straight in then uh, we do these live as you say russell so it's all a bit nerve-wracking really because you don't quite know what the other person is going to say none of it is planned we're ready to rock and roll and ian are you ready yes. for the first game hi okay. i am ready let's first, go let's go the first game the idea is um though if you're new to the show is we start off with a couple of games which you can play anytime you can play uh, at home you can play in school and uh, each day we're going to add in more games and more games to build up a repertoire now we were looking at alliteration the other day and so i thought ian we'd start with an alliterative alphabet so okay. um, the first letter is obviously going to be a you think of an animal so you've got an ant and you've got to bung in an adjective that goes that alliterates so you might say an angry ant and if you're really clever you can put a verb in so you could have an angry ant ambling. And then I would go for B. And I'm going to do a bear. So I might have a blue bear um, building. It's quite hard to do it, actually, with the verb. Let's just stick to the noun and the adjective. Because okay. we might get somewhere. So you start with the A. And I'll go for the B then, um, Ian. Uh, okay, I'll go with angry antelope. Okay, so I'm going to go for a big bison. Cool cat. D for dog. A dirty dog. Uh, an effervescent elephant. A frightening fish. A grumpy gorilla. A hairy horse. Uh, an immature iguana. A jealous jaguar. A kicking kangaroo. A laughing lemur. A mischievous monkey. I'm on N. A naughty newt. An overweight ostrich. A pink parrot. A quarrelsome quail. <laughs> no. oh. I'm ready with the noises. I'm ready. I'm ready. I can't think of anything. My mind's gone blank. Oh, what a shame. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, that one goes to Mr. Ian Rocky. Oh, and congratulations. Excellent use of preparation time last night. I think you did very well there. Well done. Excellent. But don't tell Pi, for goodness sake. Well done, gentlemen. That was fantastic. What else have you got for us? Okay. The other game we're going to play is um, uh, it's a dilemma game, really. Unfortunately, luckily. And if you think about story writing, we nearly always stories hinge around something going wrong, an unfortunately moment. And then luckily we rescue the situation. So it's an unfortunately, luckily uh, game. So we have to have a proposition. So let's say um, Pi got up this morning and then Ian will do an unfortunately and I'll try and rescue the situation with a luckily, and we bounce it backwards and forwards. And again, Russell, be ready with the sound effects because this may this may not last very long. I don't know. <laughs> no. So here we go, Ian. Pi got up this morning. Unfortunately, he couldn't open the bedroom door. Luckily, his son Teddy was on the other side and managed to tug it open. Unfortunately, he tugged it open so fast the handle fell off. Luckily, Pi had some super glue and glued the handle back on. Unfortunately, Pi spilt the glue, got it on his hands and walked round for the rest of the day with a screwdriver stuck to his hand. Luckily, he had some magic cream, which he used, which he used, <laughs> I'm resorting to the magical option, which he used to, I think we better have the sound effect, Russell, it's no good. Is it not? Have, is that a, did you concede? Did you concede? I, I've conceded. Oh, two to Mr. Rocky. And another one to Mr. Rocky. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, that was amazing, gentlemen. Amazing. Okay. So, um, David, I'm wondering uh, a bit about the, um, the listeners' posts. If we look at the top, everybody, you can see today's show. Um, and if we go to listeners' posts, I've been looking at some of the posts here absolutely marvelous there's one uh, by kyla and kia uh, and we set everybody um, a task to write up some of the toughest things i love these uh, these ones these are my three toughest things the feel and roughness and toughness i like the way you've got that the roughness and toughness of the park on the tree in my back garden the hard feel of the punching pads at my martial arts after school club when someone makes a joke about me, but it hurts my feelings and it's quite tough to hold back the tears. I love that. But what I'm noticing underneath now, we've got responses, David. People are writing back to the children uh, and the adults who are posting. Can you talk us through that a bit? Yes. Um, one of the key key elements of blogging is the fact that people can leave comments and it's worth just mentioning at this point to teachers and parents and carers that um, all the comments on the blogs uh, we use here and that we advocate uh, have to be approved by the teacher who's running the blog so nothing gets on without a teacher approving it first so it's all very safe but these um, quite a lot of people think getting something on the blog is the end process when in fact that is just the beginning because we can leave comments so the children can leave comments for each other um, people around the world can leave comments and really encourage and uh, ask questions and uh, suggest improvements for uh, their writing and so yesterday uh, we, we kind of entered a new phase we uh, asked for some volunteers on Twitter who would just come forward and spend five minutes a day visiting the listeners posts area of the site 
and go through and leave comments. And we've had loads. We've got a team. We've got a team in place. We're always looking for more people. If you're interested in doing this, uh, the children love getting comments on their on their blog posts. So if you want to get in touch with me um, on Twitter, you can reach me. I'm at Deputy Mitchell. Just send me a message. Uh, my uh, my direct messages are open. So get in touch, and um, we can. I'll I'll get in touch with you about it. But if we go through and have a quick look, um, we can see that uh, comments have been left. You know, we've had about 100 or so comments from various different people, um, all following the one, two, three process. And remember, for on Monday's show and on Tuesday's show, I talked around the graphic that's at the bottom of the screen that's called quality comments. And they're just nine words again. And I keep hammering this in classrooms with children when we peer assess each other's writing that number one, we say something positive. Number two, we can ask a question. And number three, we can suggest an improvement. And so some, some examples of this. Um, so we've got a blog post by Olivia um, who got a comment from uh, Mrs. D who said, hi, number one, I love the way her hair glistened in the sunlight. Number two, how did Olivia feel when she saw this character? And number three, think about describing her facial expression. I also love the way you have ended your description. It makes me want to know more about this character. Well done. And one of the key things when if you are writing a blog post and you get a comment, you can also reply. And when in school as a teacher and we're doing our English lessons and we want to do some redrafting, normally we get a bit of a sigh from the children or arms crossed uh, because they know they've got to write something out again. But with technology, all we need to do is copy and paste. So if you are uh, created a blog post and you have a comment and you want to reply, you can reply saying thank you and say, what about this? And copy and paste your original blog post in, make some edits and changes, and then resubmit it. And, and that's a really powerful way of showing progress, showing improvement, and responding to your audience. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, we'll be back with the team for some of your comments as well. The uh, Twitter stream is just ablaze this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, that's really nice one. We'll read some out in some more. Pi, what's our next task this morning? Okay, so we had a go at using the Padlet yesterday. Let's build on that. If you are folks on today's show at the top, just uh, scroll down a little bit and you can see a big picture of a rainbow. And the activity is things you can do with a rainbow. So imagine the curve of a rainbow and take that image, the idea of the rainbow. What could you do with a rainbow? Now I'm going to put one up. So I click on the little circle there. It says title. I'm actually going to put my name in there for the title. So I put pie in and it says write something. So things that I could do with a rainbow. I could um, wear it as a smile. I could wear it as a moustache. I could use it as a parachute. I could slide down a rainbow. I could put it into a blender, Russell, and whiz the blender around and make a, make a multicolored smoothie. So the game is, what can you do with a rainbow? So everybody, um, let's see if we can get some post-its up with some creative suggestions for things that you can do with a rainbow. So I'm going to have a go at doing mine. I'm just going to write um, where it as an Alice band. I think I'm right in saying an Alice band is one of those things that girls wear um, uh, on top of their heads. 
Um, I don't know if I'm actually right about saying that, but anyway, I've written You are, it. but uh, boys also wear them as well. Boys that have particularly long hair, also very popular with the sporting types. You know. Is it really? Oh, yes, yes, very yes. popular. Now, requires approval. So I've written that in. I click on requires approval, and David um, and um, uh, Ian will be checking out um, all the ones that are coming here. Have I got that right, Russell? I think I have. Yes, you have indeed, absolutely. Yes. Okay, so if everybody gets going with that, what could you do with the rainbow post on the Padlet? And um, while people are doing that, a, a few uh, shout-outs, if I may. Sue Cove, hi, Sue. Daniel Smith, I know you're at home in isolation. Uh, good to have you on. Hillfield, Y-Class. Heath Mounts with the great uh, teachers, Kabir and Anita, I'm thinking of you. Mrs. K. Thompson, Primary White. Mrs. Storch, Catherine Acton, Mrs. Thurkill, Rosie Morton. Hello, Rosie. Intake School, Oasis, Don Valley, Our Lady of School. And Archie, Archie and Baby Flory in Cornwall. Hello, how are you all uh, this morning? So everybody, you're um, there thinking about uh, the uh, rainbow, the shape of the rainbow. What would you write for that one, Russell? What would you do with a rainbow shape? Let your imagination fly on this one a bit. I'd um, a rainbow shape. Now, I'd I'd have one as a bookmark. Oh, that's a lovely idea. So you'd straighten it out. Yes. And have it. Well, have no, it I bookmark. like curved. I think the curve. Oh, right. Because then when I put my book down, the rainbow is calling to me because it's going to stick mm. out and it's going to curve out of the book. And it's going to draw me back into where I left off if I follow mm. the rainbow into the book. Ah, follow the rainbow. That's sounding a bit like, um, oh, we've got something popping up. Um, Sachin, you could cook a rainbow and eat it to turn multicolored. Love that idea. Nicholas, I can mold a rainbow into shapes of my choosing. That is really beautifully phrased. I'm loving that one. Go for short ideas, folks. Uh, we've got, um, you can have a wonderful adventure and discover all of your wildest dreams at the end of the rainbow. My mum told me that. My mum used to say, Russell, she used to say, if you go to the end of the rainbow, there'll be a pot of gold. And my granddad, who was Irish, he used to tell stories about leprechauns. They were nearly always very naughty, the leprechauns. We've got more coming in. Use it as a sad frown for a giant from Alex. I love that idea, Alex. Thank you. Um, the rainbow's day out. The rainbow just requested reconciliation and tranquility away from the abhorrent rain. What a funny one. Fantastic stuff. Keep them coming in, everybody. Uh, David, are you working hard on the Padlet there? You're checking them all out, presumably. I am. They're all coming up here. Um... And you can see what I'll do. I've just taken a little video as well, which I'll put on Twitter later mm -hmm. so the teachers can see how that works. Um, I've just taken a little video of my screen. But, yes, they're coming through thick and fast. Um, so all of them need approving. So that's what I am doing uh, quietly in the background here. But it's a great resource to use in schools, you know, and have these on. Sometimes in schools and classrooms we have morning work. You can have one of these set up saying, you know, 38 is the answer. What is the question? And children are putting their post-it notes around that. You can have different words words for said or fast or whatever it might be a uh, really flexible tool and the children love using it it's quick it's instant um and you know it's uh it's it's free as well which is even better it is there's nothing wrong with oh, free wow. a good dose yeah, of free yeah. is very helpful at these difficult times as well um do you want to go on to the next task pile or should you want to reread some more on our walls what would you like to do uh, well let's read a couple more uh, russell and then we'll look at the next uh, 
um, activity. Excellent. I've got um, a few here, and then perhaps if I'll go to yep. Pi and then Ian. If you want to join me on the shout-out wall, Ian, and I'll take the first batch, and then you take the second. That'll give you a moment there. So, hello to Jake and Robin in Harrogate, day three, and we love the show. Thanks so much. Nick Adam Roxy, listening in Helmsley, North Yorkshire. Hello. Hello from Felix. He's listening from home. Agatha Tolbert, thank you so much, listening from Cornwall. Wow. How's the weather there? And my sister, with my sister and the cat. Oh, how lovely. Shout-out to everyone from Kubert C- C- Kubert uh, School. Hello, that's really nice. Sachi, hello, Pi. I'm listening from Warren Road Primary School. We've had lots from there as well. Fabulous. Perhaps the whole mm-hmm. school are listening. How lovely is that? Louise, mm-hmm. hi, Pi. I'm listening from Derby with Mum, uh, Angelina, and I think you know her. Excellent. Uh, Leisha, mm-hmm. Leisha from Warren Road, another primary school, Warren Road in Orpington. Hello, Poppy in South London. George and Ali in St. Bravils. I'm listening and joining in with the activity you certainly a mum trying to learn how to blog my ideas that is lovely max and rafa hi pi i'm listening from leicester and loving it ian what have you got we've got hi from tabitha in clevedon listening on the ipad oscar albert and percival listening in derbyshire tasha in lincolnshire listening with her dogs i hope they're loving it miss tulloch from perth shout out to her primary year sixes the smiths are they back together in swansea Mali and Isaac loved listening this morning. So did Mummy. Glad, really glad you all loved listening. You are so welcome. Mr. McNair on the Isle of Man. Morning, everyone. I'm checking in from Castletown, Isle of Man. Fiona from Yate in South Gloucestershire. Know it well. Not far from here. John, a great show to inspire children to write. Loving it. Thank you so much, John. We are here for that very reason. Hi, I'm listening with my sister, uh, my dad and sister. Uh, and I'm mad. Well, I hope you're not too um, upset about it, but I hope you're going to enjoy today's show. Hi, I'm Elsa, listening in Froome with my mummy, who is a teacher at Mr. Rocky School. Morning, Mrs. Rosier. How are you doing today? And Milo, listening at home in Bath, just finished PE with Joe. Also had some emails come through from Amelina and Raphael. Hi, we're listening in Woking. Shout out to St. Thomas of Canterbury School in Merrow. Also, our NCT friends listening too. We've got the Davies Kids. Hi, Pi. Davies Kids with Mum Wenda listening in from sunny Pembrokeshire. We don't mm. quite know what we're doing. Don't worry. It's all fine. You're in very, very good hands. Russell's at the controls. Pi and David are there on the blog. You could not be in a better place, could they, Russell? Absolutely not. Pi, what have you got? Any more shout-outs? Well, there are so many people there. I suppose, Russell, because I mean going around the country working with people for so long. There's so many old friends there. It's lovely to hear Wenda, um, who works in Coastland School. Some of the children, no doubt, will be listening this morning. They love their poetry writing. And um, at the moment, Russell, I have on my screen what I call the Wheel of Doom. Do you know what I mean by the Wheel of Doom? I do indeed. And uh, this happens when the internet starts to mm. grind and groan under the pressure. Okay. We, you know, it, I'm sure it'll write itself, but we... Okay. I, you okay now? Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm fine. I just sit it out. Shall we move to the second Padlet? Now, underneath the rainbow Padlet, we've also got warm-up activity two. We've got wolf similes. Now, yesterday, we had a go at doing similes using like. So we're saying things like the moon we used. The moon is like an upside. uh, The moon is like an upside down bridge or the moon is like a nursery rhyme hammock. Now, today, we're going to have a go similes using as. So we're looking for things like as quick as, 
as slow as, as fast as, as loud as, as dark as. Um, and you just invent it. Now, if I said as quick as, the first thing that pops into your head probably is as quick as a flash. And that's what we call a cliche. A cliche is a, is a word or a combination of words or a phrase that we've heard many, many times before. As quick as a flash. We've all heard that one. And uh, when we're writing, sometimes it's really good to invent new ones. If you really want to arrest the reader's attention, to make them pause for a moment and think, then avoid the cliches. Come up with something new. So as quick as a click, for me, that one works as quick as a slap, as quick as a slam door. These are new ones. So let's be creative. Let's be inventive and try and exaggerate if you can. For instance, we've all got as slow as a snail. So that's fine. But I can exaggerate it to create something new. So we could have as slow as a snail on super glue. So that's where I've exaggerated. I've taken the idea one step further. So on the wolf padlet, it doesn't what you write doesn't have to have anything particularly to do with wolves, but it could be as gray as as dark as as fierce as as loud as um, uh, as sharp as as clean as as pure as. So the idea is we just bang up as fast as we possibly can as many different um, similes using as. So, Russell, um, what would you get up on there as your first one? As fast as the radio. As fast as the radio. That's true. And it is an amazing thing, isn't it, that that we can... I often wonder about the air, Russell. The air must be full of radio waves and the TV sort of appears on my screen from nowhere. And you know I'm not a scientist and I'm not a technological person. But it always seems to me extraordinary if I'm out and about, there are all these bits of radio and television and phone calls and things whizzing around in the air, but you can't see anything at all. Yeah. And that's like a, a, it's a miracle really, isn't it? It's a, it's a extraordinary thing. Um, other similes, Ian, have you got a simile for us there? What would you post up? Pi, I've got, I've got one here. As silent as a shadow chasing the sun. Oh, I'm loving that one. As silent as a shadow chasing the sun. That's a nice one. As silent as, as quiet as, as cool as, as calm as, as silent as. I wonder if I can come up one, something that's really, really silent. silent. As silent as a rosebud opening. Mm. As silent as a tree growing. As silent as a cloud drifting through the sky. As silent as a speck of dust landing. As silent as skin peeling. That's a rather nasty one. The imagination's an extraordinary thing, isn't it? Um, because you don't quite know what's going to happen next. David, how are we doing with the padlets? Are you paddling there to get things up? I am indeed, yes. Um, like I say, it's, uh, it's manic here. We, we've, again, we must have over well over 100 coming up um, that just need to be uh, approved. So once I just uh, click on those, people may need to just refresh their screens and they should see them coming up if they don't appear automatically. Okay. Now it says here, um, and Russell, you may need to help me with this. 
So I've clicked on that little refresh button and it says this web page is not responding. Uh, it says to reload the page. Um, do you want to force reload both pages? What do I do? do oh, I say yes. Force? Oh, the yes. The answer is yes every time. Go ahead. What could okay. possibly go wrong? What could happen? Well, if you don't, if you don't hear from me, oh, again, it's fine. We can carry on. Don't well, worry. We've got emergency just, pie. Just, yes, <laughs> I'm going to force reload, and Please. we'll see what happens. Yes, nothing worse can happen. It's not a problem there as well. Uh, whilst uh, he's uh, gone, uh, it's how's it so coming? I, I've reappeared. Hey. Uh, Yes. Oh, well, I can see lots of stuff. Oh, this is so exciting. Um, I'm on the Wolf Simulator now, Russell. I'm terrified of it all, as you know. And I'm sure there are a lot of parents out there who uh, we're all discovering how to do this together. But look at that from Louis, as speckled as an owl's feather. What a lovely one. I really like the slow as snow falling to the ground, as rare as a rainbow at night. Wow, Anna. That is really good thinking, as rare as a rainbow at night. Here's a challenge, the rest of you. Can you think of other rare and impossible things as rare as a rainbow at night? I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, and people have put up just little bits of poetry. Annabelle's got in here. The proud, strong wolf standing resolute like a marble statue. Nice use of a like simile there. The daylight moon wolf was as ravenous as a starved out lion. Ah, okay. As starving. As fast as a lightning bulb falling down from the sky. Some lovely ideas. We've got here um, Mitchell. As fierce as lava running down an erupting volcano. As still as the isolated lake. As wise as a barn owl. Some great similes coming in there. I'm thinking, Russell, we ought to go into the insects idea now because somehow or other half an hour has already passed mm. are we ready shall we do that yes you'd like to hear the poem again uh, the grasshopper from jan dean yes so folks we're moving into uh, uh, do keep adding to the padlets as we go along but if you look under the wolf padlet you'll see a small uh, rectangular orange box that says inspecting insects if you click in there you'll see six photos and a poem by myself but first of all we're going to listen to jan dean great poet and she's reading her poem about a grasshopper this is radioblogging.net hello my name's jandine and i'm going to read you this poem called i caught a grasshopper Heard its sawtooth squeaky song, then let my eyes follow my ears to the pale blade where it sat, moved soft and slow so that it wouldn't know that I was there, cupped it in my hands before its hairpin legs could flick and bounce it far away. I caught a grasshopper felt it tickle in my pink palms. Gotcha. Laughed. But what can you do with a grasshopper? What use is a grasshopper without the field, without the sky? How can it be a green scratch against the blue if you don't let it leap? So I opened the box of my fingers. It wasn't mine to keep.
This is radioblogging.net. Okay, beautiful poem there, uh, Russell. And uh, it's an observation poem. We played around with sort of magical ideas quite a lot on the show so far, but we've also, when we were writing about delicate and tough things, we were writing about something real. And insects have always fascinated me. Lovely poem by Jan Dean. That's what I call an observation or a memory poem, that ability to look very, very carefully, very closely. And I'm going to show you all a trick. <clears throat> now, you can see the six uh, insects that we've got there. And the one that I wrote about was the wasp, which is in the bottom line, slam in the middle. And in order to write a poem about a descriptive piece of writing, rather like Jan did, this is how I've set about it. Now, you can see my poem underneath there. I've titled it The Wasp. Not the best title ever. I need to be a bit stricter with my titles, come up with something a little bit more interesting. Um, but nonetheless, The Wasp. Now, my first sentence, my first line needs to tell the reader what I'm writing about. So I've got the wasp buzzes like an electric saw. So if you were writing about the ladybird, you might write the ladybird settles and opens its wings, something like that. So we all know that we're um, you're writing about uh, a ladybird. So first line, tell us what it is. And then if you look down at each line, you can probably see that it, I put in bold a different aspect of the creature. So I stared at the wasp and I thought, right, I'm going to write about its wings, its body, its eyes, its legs and the tiny hairs on its body. So all I've done is I've write, written a descriptive line or two to describe the wings, the body, the eyes, the legs and the hairs. So if I was doing, um, say, that beautiful caterpillar, my first line would introduce the reader to what it is. Obviously, I can use my imagination and bring it alive. So I might say the caterpillar humps and bumps along um, along a slither of grass. And then I'm going to pick out details to describe. So if I'm looking at that bee, the bee on the le bottom left, oh, you've got the wings, I've got the antennae, you've got the colour on its body, what is that like? You've got the legs. There are four great lines that you could write. I'll read you out my example. The wasp. The wasp buzzes like an electric saw. Its tracing paper wings flicker, fast as a fan, etched like cracked ice. The wasp's body is like a striped jersey, yellow as butter, dark as tarmac on the road. Its, ebion, its ebony alien eyes bulge, staring. Frail telescopic legs touch as it settles. Tiny hairs bristle its body, thin as a whisker. So you can see there, um, I actually noticed one mistake. And we said this last time, Russell, that it's very important to keep rereading because it's so easy to make a mistake. And my mistake is I put fast as fan. I should have put fast as a fan. So what you can see here is this is all about close observation and looking very, very carefully at whatever it is that you're writing about, 
choosing out some details, the legs, the wings, the eyes, the color of the body, and use your imagination what it sounds like or how it moves. So if you're doing the spider, you want my, you might want a line or two about the spider's web. You might, if it's early morning, have the dew on the web and how that's glittering in the sunlight. So pick out some details and each detail becomes a line or two in your poem. So um, let's get uh, let's get writing with uh, with uh, choose one out and let's get writing using some of the techniques that we've looked at. So you'll notice in this one, I not only used our similes with like, so I've got the uh, the wings being etched like cracked ice. I got the wasp's body like a striped jersey, but also using the uh, fast as dark as thin as so I'm drawing on my techniques as a writer in order to paint the picture to bring it alive. So on we go into inspecting insects and then below um, my poem you can see usual place it says write the title of your post put in your first name some people are forgetting that and that might be fine if you want to hide who you are that that's absolutely fine I can understand that um, but if you include your first name that does mean we can give you a good shout out and then get your insect poem in below then write your first name in the box school's name give consent and you put submit submit is right at the very bottom there so um, Ian can you see what's happening at the moment uh, listeners posting what's going on yeah listeners are uh, definitely are posting at the moment pi i tell you what whilst i'm i'm on the mic if you don't mind i'm going to mm. drop in a couple of shout outs as well because Catherine mills has been in touch we are park road primary school in warrington listening and getting involved holly i know you're listening this morning for the first time good morning welcome as is anna and jessica at Westwood with Iford Primary School. Thank you for getting in touch. So here we go. We've got the amazing grasshopper. We've got the grasshopper jumps like a bouncy ball. Its springy legs launch it in the air. Its instrumental body like a whistle. As colourful mm. as a cockatoo. Its beady eyes like the bead on a bracelet. Wow. Oh, it's fabulous, isn't it? Yes, isn't it that is. fabulous, Pi? Yeah. yeah, it's tremendous. I love that line, um, Ian, it's instrumental body like a whistle mm. and that use of the word instrumental because they do make a noise, they do make a sound. It is a bit like it, it's it's a strange sound, but yeah. it is a bit like a, a violin or something that's gone a little bit wrong. I think that's really clever. It is as, clever. Very. Yeah. And, and as colorful as a cockatoo, we've mm. got our alliteration and we've got a simile and the two things work colorful as a cockatoo because they are bright. They are extravagant animals. And then the beady eyes like a bead on a bracelet. And you've got the repetition of the bees in there, which is very powerful, very, very pun punchy. Um, just below that, as slow as a caterpillar shining in the sun growing. So one lovely little uh, line. Thank you ever so much for putting there. Um, Taylor, the tarantula. I opened the door and what did I see? And that's an interesting one because you're drawing on something that we've already done when we did the open door and then moving into um, describing a hairy tarantula named Taylor. Um, Ladybird by Naya. Her delicate wings hide, hide under the bold red color of her bodice. Wow. I'm loving that. Um, and, and all those sounds in there, Ian, the delicate wings. 
and then we got the bold red color of her bodice. Can you hear those those uh, D and B sounds? Those strong sounds. Very much so. And I tell you what is very, very apparent, Pi, is that, that listeners who are taking part in this throughout the course of the week, they're clearly picking up on the skills and the techniques that you're sharing with people and they're delivering them and they're putting into uh, they're putting them into their posts. And, and as a teacher, you know, this is fabulous stuff because this is learning as we go. Um, and this is just wonderful writing, isn't it? Mm, yes. It's a, I mean, Naya's one here. She takes off and the wings unfold, crumpled at first. Then they straighten out like delicate lace. Her wings flutter softly as it is night. She blends in and it is like she is not there. Now, the decisions to make, you can hear me reading it aloud and savouring it. Sometimes when you read your writing aloud, um, Ian, you can hear where the bits don't quite work, where they might be a little bit clumsy and and you can tweak them. Um, and I think each day, Ian, that I've put something up for people to look at, I've always spotted a mistake or a place where I could tweak it or improve it. So it's very important that read it aloud, listen to it uh, and double check. I'm liking Annalise's The Spider Twists Like a Ferris Wheel. What a great image. Marvellous image. Amazing. I'm, I'm just I'm just actually um, doing some approving as well whilst we're mm. talking, Pi, to, mm. to give David a bit of a hand here. Um, so I, the centipede we've got, I'm just about to approve this. Millions of legs waiting to strike. Looks so gentle till you see it at night. Lovely bit of rhyme there. Creeps up your trousers, up to your legs, up to your blouse, then up to your head. You snatch <laughs> it up quickly in case it just eats you. You don't know what to do until an idea springs to mind. Oh, no, not that. You snatch it up, eat it, and then it goes snap. Yet you know tomorrow it'll be back. Oh, lovely one. Some, that's very interesting, Russell, because sometimes writing comes slowly. Sometimes you can't think of anything at all. And other times, and I think this probably happened with that piece of writing, it just flows out. Yeah. Almost as if the uh, the story or the rhyme or whatever it is had already been written. And that's extraordinary. You get into a sort of flow. And I can remember this um, uh, this when I was at primary school. Sometimes when we were writing a story, I'd be writing so fast that my wrist would be aching. It was almost as if uh, there was a storyteller in my head saying the words. And I was, I was just trying to keep up with that storytelling voice. And I think when you get into a flow like that, you often write your best, uh, your best ideas. Um, the Spider by Sachi. The spider is the most sneaky insect. Its legs scurried along the moss, encrusted log, fast as a jet, winking to its prey with its jewel eyes. Its dew-dropped web danced and twirled in the wind, glistening in the distance. The spider is the most sneaky insect. And it goes, what wonderful, wonderful writing um, there. The spider by Lila. Um, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your names, doing my best here. The spider's web invisible to the human eye, except when covered in the winter morning's dew. Their legs as long and thin as a single piece of thread. Its bulbous capsule full of their sticky trap, as sinister as a cackling witch. This is tremendous, 
tremendous writing uh ian isn't it top order oh it really is pie i'm i'm just loving it and i'm just loving the way you're reading them i mean that adds just certain something doesn't it to these young people because not only are they producing such quality writing but to have it read out by you as well really is something and it brings it to life and you're right when you say about reading it and back to yourself and also reading it out loud it gives it a certain something doesn't it it does uh, what you'll hear and i think parents and, and teachers in school this is something we need to think about savor each word when you read it aloud don't read it too quickly savor each word jan dean was talking yesterday the poet um, who wrote grasshopper was talking about the importance of the sounds of the words and the pace of the words she was saying that some words are, sl- are slow uh, and some words are fast so savor each word listen to this the caterpillar by nicholas it slithers like a snake along thin pieces of grass it munches on leaves slowly with its minute mouth the caterpillar moves slowly like a snail but eats like a vacuum i love that idea nicholas that you've got but the caterpillar is slow but it, it eats like like a vacuum and it's very very true if you watch a caterpillar uh, it munches away at those leaves at a great, great pace. You've got a lovely little bit of juxtaposition in there. Um, Taylor, the Tarantula, we've already had him. There are so many coming in. Fantastic pieces of writing. Whereabouts are we? We're at quarter past uh, now. I'm wondering whether or not we should, Russell, be moving into Sue Hardy Dawson, who I know that you caught up with her. And Sue shared a poem, If I Were Other Than Myself With You, and uh, and then I think you had a word, you had a chat with Sue afterwards. Russell, can we have a listen to Sue? Because this will lead us into tomorrow very nicely. We can indeed. This is Sue Hardy-Dawson. Um, hi, um, I'm poet Sue Hardy-Dawson. Um, and this is a poem from my book of the same name called If I Were Other Than Myself. If I were liquid crystal falling up, squeezed by clouds fist to fill where darting fish and silty weed soup at her in feet, then fleet and rich rise sapphire from the sea. If I were vast and still as oceans deep, I'd sing a distant song of coral reef, rise up to greet another worldly sun, tumbled green by waves that rage and leap. If I were as light as whispered air, I'd ride the tunnels of the wind, turn stone to drop where small things creep upon the moor on midnight's wings. I'd keep the forest care. If I were far below the earth, sensed by touch the taste and colours of the soil, pebble smooth dwelling secretly beneath, a lonely mirror to the life above. If I were infinite in space and time, could hold a universe of glittered stars, afloat about the planet's swirling paths, dancing from Saturn's rings to bitter Mars. If I were other than myself, some part of water, soil or air, how would it be to walk or swim or fly in other spheres? And should I so wish, would I be missed? just stunning amazing how long did it take you to write that um well i think the initial idea probably happened in a couple of hours but then 
you tweak it for sort of two or three days until you get it how it you know exactly how you want it really wow and uh, inspirational tips for young people i can't ever imagine myself writing anything as good as that but that really was amazing and there's there's a there's a rhythm when i've been listening to some poets some different poets this afternoon uh, recite their own work and i think that's preciously important uh, for that because you know what it means to you and can give the right emphasis to that um what tips might you have for young people um in terms of writing their own poems yes I think um, I think it's often well. I think the first thing is always carry around a notebook because if you have ideas, they often disappear before you get somewhere where you can put them down. I mean that particular poem. Really, I was watching bird flying in the sky, and I was thinking how wonderful it would be, you know, to be a bird because normally if we fly in any way or form, there's an engine and all of those things going on in the background. So I was thinking about how amazing it would be to just be soaring above the earth. And then I started thinking about other things that I couldn't do that I would quite like to do. And so if you, it starts with an idea, and so if you put that idea down in the first place, quite often you will find ways... Of, of, of sort of turning it into some kind of a poem. But it doesn't matter what you turn it into in the end. You have to get that idea down when you've got the chance, really. I love the idea of carrying a notebook. I don't think en- enough people do that. Perhaps consider that to be old-fashioned. But no one makes notes <laughs> on their phones these days. So I think a notebook is the right way to do it. This is an analogue activity inherently for me. I think this is really good. I wonder whether right now folks are going to be finding themselves with this time on their hands to pause and reflect and look at birds in the sky and not be so focused on the very, very next urgent, urgent, urgent activity. (laughs) And I wonder whether this is something really good. I think think definitely for me, um, whenever I am unhappy in any way, shape or form or I'm stressed, I find that writing, delving into another world, thinking about external things you know the walk that I went on today sort of I can get lost in the sky and the leaves and everything else and I think it's a really therapeutic thing I think while you are actually creating you are completely absorbed by that and that gives you time off from everything else really so I think it's a really good thing for anybody to sort of get into the habit of regularly writing and you know even if it is on the phone a dictaphone (laughs) whatever you find easiest to put things down and I use anything but it's nice to write it it's nice to say it and it's it's good to be completely absorbed by something that is completely not to do with things you do in your normal life really i love that very much thank you so much indeed for spending your very precious time with us today i've really enjoyed that chatting live with sue hardy dawson sue thank you so much thank you so much This is radioblogging.net. Fantastic. And I, I think what we'll do, Russell, is we'll come back to that tomorrow and we'll have a go at writing transformation poems. Uh, the idea of transformation po- a transformation poem is literally you turn in your you turn yourself into something else, which is what Sue was doing. 
Uh, I've got the text here in front of me. If I were liquid, if I were vast and still, if I were um, uh, infinite. So we can turn ourselves into other things. We'll have a go at that tomorrow, um, Russell. I just want to, uh, before we move on, just want to give a shout out to Nishika, who is listening from Croydon. She's in quarantine there. Hello, Nishika. I'm glad you're joining in with the show. Please post up some uh, poetic lines for us or some bits of story, because we're going to go into the story now. Uh, some of you can come back, complete your insect poems later on. But if you come back onto the Today Show page and underneath Inspecting Insects, there's an orange box that says Skater Dialogue. And this is the story that uh, we've been working on uh, through the show. And we've now got to the stage where Skater is in another world. He's, it's a portal story. He's stepped into another world. We've I've described the um, bleak landscape, the ruined city that he finds himself in. And then he hears a noise behind him. And he turns around and someone is standing there, an old woman. And this is where we get a little bit on dialogue. Uh, I'll, read I'll read it out first of all, and then I'll talk a little bit about it. She took one step towards him and spoke. We've been waiting for you, she said, folding her arms and staring at Skater. Frowning, he stepped towards her. She looked kind enough, but inside he felt frantic. Where was he? Who was she? As he was about to speak, a dark shadow fell across them. Look out! she yelled, grabbing his arm. They both ducked as something massive swooped overhead. It was the last thing that Skater had ever expected to see. Was that what I think it was? snapped back and tomorrow is the big reveal in terms of what is this massive swooping thing overhead but if we just look at the dialogue bit dialogue is very difficult to do Russell often what happens is we hear what our characters are saying in our head and we write it down as a stream of speech a bit as if we were writing a script for TV so the temptation is just to write we've been waiting for you look out was that what I think it was? You just get you just get what the characters say rather than the bits in between. So I'll just show you a few uh, simple techniques. I think most of the uh, children watching will be very aware of the idea of new line every time somebody speaks. What I've done is split the lines up so you can clearly see how I've done it. So when we're writing dialogue, we need to think about what would our character the one who's speaking, what would they be feeling? What would they be thinking? And therefore, what would they be saying? If you look at um, what the lady says, she says, we've been waiting for you, she said. And then I thought to myself, hmm, what is she doing when she speaks? And that's how I got comma, folding her arms and staring at Skater. If you look down, she then yells, look out, she yelled. And I thought to myself again, what is she doing as she speaks? So I got in grabbing him by the arm. So that idea after the speech verb, the see, she said bit, then think about what your character is doing. You need an ing verb there uh, and uh, write that little extra clause or two in, folding her arms, grabbing him by the arm, pointing into the sky uh, or whatever it's going to be. And then you can see that after the first thing she says, we've been waiting for you, I then thought, of, OK, that's what she says and she does. But what does the listener do, the person who is listening? And that's how I got his reaction. I described it. Frowning, he stepped towards her. And then I revealed what she was thinking. She looked kind enough, 
but inside he felt frantic. So I've got a sort of inside-outside sentence there. And then those rhetorical questions, where was he? Who on earth is she? And then I've introduced an extra element. As he was about to speak, a dark shadow fell across them. So that's where we introduce something that is happening that the reader needs to know. That then leads into the lookout. And then we get the massive thing swooping overhead. And I bet already lots of our listeners, if you certainly if you know my work, you'll know um, uh, what I've been thinking of. And that leads him to say, was that what I think it was? So the challenge in terms of wherever we are with our stories, you've got your main character. They're in another world. You've described the other world. And now they meet somebody. And there's a little bit of dialogue bearing in mind those writing tips. Think about what your character is thinking or feeling. Therefore, what do they say? I think most of the children listening will know all about using the speech marks and getting the punctuation um, within the speech marks. And then you've got your speech verb, she said, um, comma, folding her arms. So add on that speech, that direction, that stage direction. What's your character doing? And then give the reaction of the listener and maybe reveal what they're thinking, maybe use some rhetorical questions to show that. And then anything else that's going on that the reader needs to know. And in this instance, it's the dark shadow falling across uh, them as they are speaking. So that's the little challenge that we've got um, uh, for our uh, story part of the session. Get those up. And um, as everybody can see, Russell, um, what David has organized for us, which is fantastic, is that we've got now quite a lot of people responding to the posts as they go up and after they go up. So do double check on that, everybody, because a lot of responding now is going on. So people are reading uh, everything that is going up there and writing responses. So we've got things we can do with the rainbow. Do pop those up. We've got our uh, are practicing our similes using as we've got the insect writing on the go some wonderfully crafted pieces of writing going up there and now we've got the dialogue uh, work to be doing and i think we're, we're we're almost at the end of the show and i just want to point out um if i might russell the extension task so this is the final little orange box and if you're short of something to do, folks, this afternoon or later on, click on that. And there's a picture of the sun there. The challenge is, what would you do with the sun? So this is the same as the rainbow. What things would you do with the sun? It's an amazing picture uh, of a molten, mol it looks like molten lava um, bubbling away there. It looks like, a bit like a pizza, actually. Um, that has suffered somewhat under the grill, probably my cooking. But what would you do with the sun? So think circular. You could use the sun as a wheel on a bicycle. You could use the sun as a hot frisbee. I'm going to steal my pizza idea. You can use the sun as hot as peppered chilies um, on a pizza. You could use the sun as a coin. So what would you do with the sun? David, um, can I hand over to you? What's happening um, on the Padlets and the listeners' posts? What's going on over with you? Well, we've, we've got 
uh, loads of action going on the, the blog at the moment. Um, we've got posts coming up all the time. We're still having people adding to the Padlets, which is fantastic. Um, what I want to make sure for the listeners, if you are posting a blog post up, and it will it will go live. Um, I'm just looking there. We're, every, we're about 50 blog posts uh, waiting. When I clear another, when I approve another 10, there's another 10 coming up. So within 15 minutes of the show finishing, everything will be live. Um, what you can do uh, as a uh, to track what's going on with your blog post. If you, if listeners scroll down, they will see something called a tag cloud. Lots of labels are displayed, and you should be able to find your name in there. Now, if there's somebody else with the same name, you'll also see their post, but you'll be able to find your blog post. And if you click on it, you'll be able to see if you've got any comments, and that's where you'll be able to reply uh, to any of the comments. And again, just to reiterate this for the uh, parents, teachers, and carers, that even replies to comments have to be approved by the team here. So uh, we will keep track of that. Um, but do remember, and I'd love to see tomorrow, I'll give some shout outs for people that I've noticed who have replied, but also copied and pasted their work back in and made a few edits to make it even better. I'd love to see that happening. Amazing. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I'm loving this um, post here by Dev saying, hi, Josh, how are you doing? Hope you're feeling well. And, and it's part of it, um, Russell, is that, um, oh, and there's Josh um, saying, I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, Maisie, this is the first time I'm listening. Holly, um, part of it is this is an opportunity for us to interact. Uh, in other words, um, it's an opportunity for us to um, post to each other, send little messages to each other, talk to each other. It doesn't matter that we don't know each other. We all are part of a creative community. We love our language. We love our poetry. We love our story writing. And we're working together. As David said at the beginning of the day, I think it was David, this is like a massive international um, classroom where we share, we support each other. Uh, so very exciting stuff. Russell. Yes, sir. Thank you. We yeah, are, we are, but, and, and we're bursting at the seams, Pi, because of the overwhelming uh, uh, reaction from our listeners as well. Um, just on the, the topic there of commenting, um, Deputy Mitchell, you've got some really clear guidance for folks. So when we are adding or commenting on someone else's blog, there are some rules. These are good, polite, good manner rules. What are those rules again? Yes, at the bottom of the blog, you'll see a graphic there called quality commenting. And when I work in schools, uh, we really hammer this home with the children and they all know these nine words off by heart. So when they're leaving a comment on uh, a friend's blog post or another child's blog post at another school, they, number one, they say something positive. Number mm. two, they ask a question. And number three, they suggest an improvement. And the way they suggest an improvement, the words they use are something like, to make this even better, I think you could. You know, because the last thing we want is to say it, in, uh, you know, um, insensitively in a way and make someone upset. So we say, to make this even better, I think you could. And that's a really good way to uh, drop in some suggestions. It's essential. It's how all we uh, we improve ourselves, but it has to be done in yeah. a polite and appropriate fashion. And these are good manners, ladies and gentlemen, young peoples. These are good manners, and we love good can manners. Of course you can. I just, I just want to add that, remember, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned around uh, we've got a team of volunteers um, who are going through and leaving comments in this way for all these children that have posted from all these different places and different countries. We 
We're still looking for people. Um, if you are interested, I've had a, a number of people message me throughout the show. Um, if you're interested in doing this, um, just spending five minutes a day, uh, leaving some comments, uh, do send me a message on Twitter. It's uh, at Deputy Mitchell, and uh, I will be in touch with you, and we can then deliver some of these comments to children, which will be fantastic. No, we've been absolutely surprised, delightfully so, listeners, delightfully surprised by the amount, the the number of listeners, the folks, you know, 20,000 visits uh, to our way. We did not ever in our dreams imagine to get day three. We're only just warming up. Uh, amazing. Uh, the last few minutes, I think, uh, Ian, if you and I just run through some shout outs, I think it's very important that people get a, a shout out. Lots of people being uh, frustrated uh, with other services that haven't got the time uh, to get to them. But I wanted to say a very good morning to uh, Coral Rumble, who's certainly been listening, one of our guest poets from this week. Uh, and she comments, excellent poem and reading just now from Sue Hardy Dawson. How lovely to know that one of our guests already uh, listening to us as well. I wanted to say hello to Catherine Thompson uh, Borodar. Uh, she's listening in White Rose uh, Primary School in Utradiga in Kafili. Hello, good morning to you. Lovely to have you on board as well. Uh, just loads and loads of comments in here as well. Mr. Cosgrove, uh, he's got 10 children from his school and they're listening. Hello, lovely to have you. A uh, big shout out to everyone there as well. Um, just an amazing amount. I mean, it, it's so, there are so many. We could almost fix another show up as well. Um, just thank you so much indeed. Uh, Fiona Burke, hello. Thank you so much. You're listening uh, with your Sue Cove, hello. Thank you. It's just amazing as well. Ian, what have you got? Thanks, Russell. Yeah, I've got an email that came in earlier from Isla. Good morning, Isla. You're in Manchester. Um, she says she can't figure out how to work out the shout out wall. Don't worry. It's day one for me. She says, I love hearing other people's ideas. Well, so do we, actually. And that's why we're here. Just click on the uh, the ad sign. Uh, you can always get in touch with us after the show. If you want to, we can talk you through that. But having you along is just lovely. Thank you so much for joining us. Sid. He's emailed in a very, very lovely piece about the tarantula. The tarantula's eyes pierce through souls, sending a shiver down spines. Thank you, Sid, for getting in touch with the email. Also, Jessica is listening from her bedroom, and this show has really brightened up my day. Thank you so much for getting involved today. Um, and whilst I'm on the microphone, Russell, if you don't mind, I'm going to mention this afternoon because clearly people are enjoying communicating with each other. And this afternoon, I'm doing a 2.15 show on Westwood Radio, which is my school station, uh, which is radio.westwoodwithifred.org. You're very welcome to get involved with that. You can uh, text, you can tweet, and you can email me. Just go to the the, the show homepage, which is radio.westwoodwithifred.org, and I'll read them out in the afternoons because clearly there is a need, I think, for people to connect with each other. That's been the case this morning. But I'm more than happy for everybody around the world to get involved with that as well it's been a real pleasure this morning russell thank you you're very welcome and we've just uh, we've just heard from sue hardy dawson hello thank you uh, she's thanking them for the comment it's so lovely to have you listening as well the, the, the poets we've interviewed pi are actually listening to our show how cool is that i know it's marvelous isn't it it's um i, I mean the poets who go into school people like sue and and jan dean and coral and we'll have more we've got more uh, coming up in line each day we're having a poet um, these are people who really enjoy working with children. They're generous. They're good people, creative people. Russell, tomorrow I'm dubbing as Magic Thursday. Tomorrow, all the ideas and the writing will be um, magical, highly creative, 
highly uh, imaginative. Magic Thursday for us tomorrow. And then on Friday, I think I'm right in saying we may well have the lovely Vashti Hardy, um, who many of you will know through Bright Storm, wonderful, exciting novel, Dark Whispers, Wild Spark. So hopefully on Friday we'll have Vashti. But tomorrow is Magic Thursday. And I'm looking forward to it. A great day today. Some wonderful writing. I'm still skimming down, reading some beautifully crafted pieces. The Ladybird by Grace. Um, I'm really enjoying that, uh, Grace. The Ladybird has scarlet red wings covered in jet black spots. Its back is shaped like a seashell. Can you hear that? It's really clever, Russell. Listen, listen to the sound. Covered in jet black spots. Its back is shaped like a seashell. So she's got the black and the back and then the shaped and the seashell. So what happens there is the careful selection of the words creates a rhythm um, within the lines. And when we're writing well, we don't have to think about it. It just happens. It happens by creative, a sort of creative magic, I suppose. But tomorrow, Russell, I'm looking forward to it. It's Magic Thursday tomorrow. All things magical will be happening on the show. It certainly will, and it's easy for you to say, Pi, I have to say. Yeah, it's very good there. And I hope we start with another fabulous game because that, for me, was the highlight of today's show. Uh, thank you very much indeed, listeners. I'll come to uh, David and Ian in just a second for final words from you, if I may. It's just coming up to 22 minutes to 11. My goodness, uh, we are bursting at the seams. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Don't forget, the whole website is up 24-7. You can carry on commenting. You can carry on posting we're here to approve those and get those up and if you get any shout outs in ahead of tomorrow's show we can start with them nice and early ian final comments from you uh, yeah absolutely i was just going to say exactly the same thing actually yeah if you get your shout outs in um particularly on email that really helpful to sometimes get them in through email because of course you can do that radio blogging at gmail.com they'll come straight through into the gmail but also don't forget to use the contact radio blogging tab uh, on the website radioblogging.net and they will stick there on the padlet Deputy Mitchell, later on today, he's very, very efficient at making sure that they are correctly colour-coded so we can see which ones we've read and which ones we have not. Because at the end of the day, we want to give as many people a shout-out and a mention as possible. So do please keep getting in touch, even when we are off air. We'll be back at 9.30 tomorrow. Deputy Mitchell, over to you. Thank you very much. Yes. And just to finish with, I've been looking at the stats of the site and I remember at the beginning I said we're a, we're a part of this community, which we could class as the largest classroom in the world here. Just since half past nine, we started this morning, we've had uh, children from India, Holland, Saudi Arabia, America, Jersey, Thailand, Switzerland, Turkey, Sudan, Spain, China, Australia, Isle of Man, Gibraltar, Pakistan, Ireland, Czech Republic, and of course this country too. It's been phenomenal and uh, I love being part of this community um, and I can't wait till tomorrow's show now. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant there as well. Don't forget we are part of a global audience and what you write on here is seen by everyone potentially in the world. Thanks very much indeed. You've been listening to Pi Corbett, Deputy Mitchell, Ian Rocky and myself, Russell Brew. This has been Radio Blogging, our Wednesday show. Catch you tomorrow at 9.30. Have a great day. 
Radio blogging is such a great idea to continue our learning from home. Daily shows with daily activities to keep everybody busy and engaged. Join in with the show each day on the blog at radioblogging.net. We get shout-outs live on the radio. Our writing gets seen by people all over the world. The perfect way to listen and learn along with international friends. You can tweet us at Radio Blogging to get a mention or ask a question. You're listening to Radio Blogging, the perfect mix of live blogging and education radio. This is radioblogging.net.